State correction officials and the governor say that the continuing lockdown in Wisconsin prisons is due to a shortage of correction officers. But that gets at only one side of the equation. Advocates contend that the problem isn't too few guards. The problem is too many prisoners. Last Thursday, the leading organizations advocating for deep reform of Wisconsin prisons met to discuss strategies for addressing the ongoing crisis. One speaker noted, when the pandemic started, the Department of Corrections released almost 2,000 prisoners who had been incarcerated for merely technical violations of their parole or probation. That is, they had not committed a new crime. Wisconsin has one of the highest rates of reincarceration due to technical violations of parole and probation in the nation. Speaker after speaker talked about specific examples of the inhuman conditions and isolation faced by inmates. They talked about their frustration with the governor who had promised to cut the prison population in half. But after five years, there's been no reduction in population and conditions have declined. I asked David Liners, the director of the statewide network, Wisdom, what was the purpose of the meeting? We're kind of tired of the narrative that, you know, the problem is that there's not enough guards, when the real problem is that there's just too many people in our prisons. And we've got people in these ancient, crumbling uh, facilities, and it doesn't matter how many staff we have. We just really need to move out the people who don't need to be in prison in the first place to be sure that we actually have decent facilities and enough space for the people who remain. The, the first one is to reduce the number of people who go back to prison on crimeless revocations. That is, people who are on supervision who are sent back to prison because they violated a rule of supervision, not because they've committed a new crime. Mm -hmm. but because they violated some kind of a rule. Wisconsin sends way more people like that back to prison than most other states do. Mm -hmm. So we have 5,000 people in Wisconsin prisons right now who are there not because they committed a crime, but because they broke a rule of supervision. And to put that in perspective, that's 5,000 people. All the people in the Green Bay and Waupun prisons combined is 2,000. James Wilbur former director of prison outreach, talked about the reality of prisons as opposed to the hype from the Department of Correction. We know that Governor Evers and Secretary Carr issued a press release indicating sweeping measures were going to be taken to resume normal operations at these two facilities. Pointedly, it's false. Nothing significant, nothing of substance has happened at either Waupun or Green Bay. The men in these facilities are, being, are continuing to be subject to nothing less than vicious conditions. I really need to emphasize that word. The conditions that these men are being subjected to are absolutely vicious. We've, we've, you know, we've shared the stories. We've had the news report comes out. Waupun and Green Bay is infested with rodents, right? Like you have mice crawling under their doors. Think about what that kind of living situation would be like when you're subjected to a six by eight cell for up to 23 and one half hours a day with no access to recreation, no access to artificial light, no programming. Your ability to communicate with your family and your friends is virtually unknown because you don't know if you're gonna get a phone call. You don't know if your tablet's gonna be operable. They've been subject to food conditions where they've been getting bagged lunches at Waupun twice a day, one hot meal, and we don't even call it hot. 
they're not getting access to adequate psychological care, to health services, to dental care. We received reports over and over again about men dealing with some pretty serious and chronic conditions, and they weren't even able to go to the health services unit. We know that it's been publicized in a lawsuit that's currently pending against Wapan. There are actually documented records. Well, you should just pray to get better. Responses like that, or I can just give you Tylenol for people who are dealing with heart conditions, who have neurological conditions, right? These are the responses that they're getting. It's entirely unacceptable. I'm, I know all of you are here, and so thank you for your commitment, but I can't emphasize it enough. These conditions are not how you treat human beings. It's not okay. And the Department of Corrections has communicated a narrative to both the governor and to the public how they are moving forward in a direction to ease up the lockdowns. Well, we had this press release released in October, or early November, excuse me, in early November. There is still no movement on any wide scale. Governor Evers claimed that there is a capital campaign to determine what renovations need to be done or if perhaps just a new institution has to be created. That capital campaign process began under Governor Walker then in 2016. And we're now in 2024 and you're just saying that you're looking at capital improvement needs for Wapan? It's inexcusable. The claims in the press release about segregation, about reducing the use of segregation, heightening uh, security rounds, those were the public-facing narratives that the Department of Corrections communicated in 2015 under then-Secretary Ed Wall. So what they're saying is false. It does not have the substance that they're claiming, and I just urge you to remember this one fundamental truth. These men are suffering beyond any acceptable or reasonable conditions, despite what their criminal record may be. These facilities are unfit for human habitation, and we know that the Department of Corrections, the legislature, and Governor Evers can take immediate and decisive action now. It is possible. I asked Mark Rice, coordinator of Transformational Justice for Wisdom, what is crimeless revocation and his own experience with it. So we know that in Wisconsin, 5,200 people are in the prison system right now for what we call revocation without a new conviction or crimeless revocation. And that was from a Columbia Justice Lab report called the Wisconsin Community Corrections Story from New York City. We partnered with them to do this report back in 2019. And so we're talking about really minor infractions in some cases, so people can get sent back for missing an appointment with the probation officer, for crossing a county line without prior agent approval, for unauthorized computer or cell phone use. It can be even an arrest for, during a mental health crisis, someone could get arrested for disorderly conduct, actually get a charge, then have the charge dismissed. But even though after it's dismissed, the, the, you said, normally you just go home if you weren't under probation, but a person under probation can then, the probation officer actually has the power to move forward with the revocation process. So it actually happened to me. They sent me to the Milwaukee State Detention Facility in Milwaukee for six months after I'd been arrested. I had a mental health crisis. The judge, public defender, prosecutor all agreed it was a mental health crisis. The judge dismissed the case. But then my probation officer in Milwaukee, who had no specialized training in mental health issues, decided to move forward with the revocation process.
Senator Kelder Royce described her own experience as an attorney and as a resident of Wisconsin. Um, I went to the University of Wisconsin Law School where I had the opportunity to participate in the Innocence Project. And uh, as a clinical student, I went to many of the prisons around the state. And I saw firsthand how challenging the conditions were in prison. Um, and I think that many Wisconsinites, uh, what is out of sight is out of mind, and we don't realize the money that is being spent and what is being done in our name and with our permission, um, and how not only does it dehumanize people, and not only does it harm families and communities, but it makes us all less safe. And ultimately, the goal of the criminal justice system, and my goal, as, as a mother and someone who wants the best for every child in the state, is to have safe communities. This is David Ahrens for WORT.